This podcast is a love letter to my VAs, OBMs, and PMs out there. I see you. You started your business for the freedom. You started your business for your family. You started your business for a million other reasons that only you know. But you're stuck and you're struggling. Well, no more. Get ready to move. Get ready to grow and learn together. We're here to work through the tech, work through the growing pains, and work towards a business that you can fall in love with over and over again. See that woman over there who's running it like a boss? Let's go ask her how she did that. Hey there, hey, welcome to episode 49. Our guest today is Corey Zacker of The Haven. Corey is an OBM that specializes in working with service providers in the therapeutic and helping spaces. She created The Haven not only to help people run their businesses, but to literally make their lives less stressful and more enjoyable. A few months after starting her business, Corey realized that she wasn't just doing virtual assistant tasks for her clients, but rather was moving into the role of their OBM. Corey's going to answer all of our questions like what's the difference between a VA and an OBM and how did her clients take the news of her business transition? So let's go ask Corey how she transitioned from VA to OBM. Thank you so much for being here. I'm excited to talk to you about transitioning to an OBM. Thank you. Thank you for asking me. I'm thrilled to be here. Absolutely. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your business? Well, my name is Corey Zacker and my business is called The Haven. And I'm an online business manager with a team of virtual assistants. And we help professionals in the therapeutic space. A lot of ed therapists, psychologists, psychiatrists, we help them grow and run their businesses. That's amazing. That's such a really interesting niche. I love that. Yeah, it's something I have about 25 years work experience before starting this business. Mm -hmm. And I had a lot of connections in the therapeutic world in my previous jobs and got to know a lot of them and loved what they did and how they were changing the lives of families. Yeah. So supporting them is kind of a no brainer. Yeah. That's yeah. great. I love when your niche just finds you, you know? Yeah, it really did. Yeah. It was wonderful. Yeah. That's great. So today we're talking about transitioning from a virtual assistant to an online business manager. And first, let's define the difference between a VA and an OBM, because I think that that confuses people sometimes. Sure. I can tell you that when I started my business, it was Corey Zacker, virtual assistant, and I was doing all the things. Mm-hmm. That's what I imagined. You know, I would just support business owners in any way that I could. And I hadn't really found my niche yet. Mm -hmm. So as a virtual assistant, it's very hands-on doing all the tasks. Mm -hmm. We're helping other people with their invoicing, their billing, their calendar management, their email, finding a summer camp for their kid. It could be be a lot (laughs) of different things. Yeah. And my first few clients were actually therapists. And after working with them, for a few months, I stepped back and I also had a business coach say to me, you're not a virtual assistant. You're Mm -hmm. actually their online business manager. Because what I was doing for them, besides doing all the things, was really working with them in the big picture. Mm -hmm. And that was helping them grow their business, how to market strategies, who to hire, um, how to train those employees, what the next steps would be. So 
I transitioned my business to where I am the online business manager, where I oversee and help the clients grow their business. And then I have a team of virtual assistants that are more involved in the day-to-day tasks. Yeah. So for me, that's how the transition happened. And that's what the main differences are. Right. Love that. So yeah, I like to say a lot of times that a VA is involved in the implementation of things. So a lot of like the day-to-day tasks that you were saying, and then OBMs tend to be more management and higher level implementation. So you're talking about strategy, you know, you're talking about metrics, following the metrics and figuring out what the big picture is, as you were saying, is for the overall business instead of just being really task oriented, right? Exactly. And so that's what I do. I'm still doing some of the VA tasks Mm -hmm. because my business has, I opened it last year. So it's still a work in progress. Yeah. But my goal is to be 100% OBM and have all the task and implementation done. Yeah. A fabulous team. That's great. That's awesome. So when you figured out that you were actually working as an OBM, but getting paid as a VA. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) ma'am. We've all been there. I definitely was there. I was like, wait, what is an OPM? And I can get paid like three times as much? Wait. (laughs) So what did that transition look like for you with your clients and just like maybe your website, all of those pieces, what was that transition like? Sure. Um, It's definitely a process and advice I can give is to give yourself a break and be patient with it. Because when I started, I was an hourly VA. It's Here's what I charge per hour. Um, My rate was kind of up there because of my 25 years experience and all that I brought to it. But then when I did a complete overhaul, I changed my business name from Corey Zack, a virtual assistant to the Haven OBM. Chose the Haven because I like to think we're a refuge for all these stressed out entrepreneurs out there. (laughs) Come and, you know, decrease your stress. So changed my business name, formed an S Corp, had to revamp the website after having just done it six months before. Yeah. But it was really important to me. And then most important was transitioning from hourly to a retainer model. And I let all my clients know I gave them three months notice. I didn't want to drop it on them instantly. So I talked to them about it and I gave them three months notice saying we're transitioning. Here's what it will be to work with me in the future. And I'm happy to say that all of them stayed. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. That's yeah. Cool. There was one we parted ways just because she was at a point in her business where it didn't make sense for her to have an OBM. Right. Anymore. But everybody else stayed. That's great. Well, yeah. I was super proud of that. But now it's a lot easier going forward with new clients and you just right. start with the, this is the retainers. Here are your choices. Yeah. I like that. And I know that when I transitioned more to an OBM, it was really, really difficult for me mindset wise, because I was like, nobody will pay that. You know, my, my new clients or my current clients are all going to leave me, you know, (laughs) all of those pieces of like, of the mindset of not thinking that, I don't know if it was that I didn't bring enough to the table because I knew that I was bringing a lot to the table, but just that my clients weren't going to be able to, or wouldn't, you know, pay me OBM rates and everything. And so what I worked with my coach on was basically reverse engineering the whole process. So we started with new clients, any new people that came into the pipeline, I would lay it out for this is what, you know, I am an OBM and these are my packages and my OBM rates. Once I built my confidence in knowing that, okay, new clients are saying yes, and I haven't even shown my value yet, you know, because I haven't worked with them yet. And so once I built my confidence, then I was able to go back with my current clients and say, 
hey, you know, this is what I'm changing and gave them, you know, as much notice as you gave, like three months notice of this is what I'm moving into. But it was easier for me to work up to saying that with my current clients by saying it with new clients first. Yeah. And that's a great strategy. That's, yeah. I like that because it took that for me too, because now when I talk to new clients and I just lay it out, matter of fact, here are what the retainers are, the packages. Oh, okay. I'll take this one. You right. <laughs> oh yeah. I am worth that. But yeah. I, I totally, I've struggled with imposter syndrome myself. Yeah, totally. I, I totally know how that feels. But then I always, you know, I give myself pep talks like, yeah, I have all this experience going into this. Yeah. And I've seen the difference now being in business almost a year. I've seen the difference I've made in some of these companies. So yeah, I, that's a, a huge piece of advice. And I know it's hard for a lot of people to really value yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, we kind of forget that. We and do. It's, it's so yeah. important. One of the things that I suggest in my six month program with Booked and Balanced is I tell the ladies inside my program to like any, anything big or small that you are proud of that you've done in somebody's business, like write it down on a piece of paper and put mm -hmm. it somewhere, you know, if it's in a jar or something, because I think we often forget oh, I did do X, Y, Z, you know, I made this sort of an impact. They made X amount more because I was there to support them in their launch or whatever the case may be. And so when we have those days where we're like, oh, I'm not worth it and everything, we can look back, you know, pull one of those out of the jar and say, oh yeah, I did do that. <laughs> That's a great idea. And the visual cues like that yeah. are perfect because we all tend, we're human beings, we tend to focus on the negative. Yes. You know, like, oh, I did this and the client wasn't too happy or... Instead of reminding ourselves, you know, I have one client that when I started with her had one employee and now has a team of five. Wow. And yeah. we kind of built that together. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's yes. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is the thing that you love most about being an online business manager? I love connecting with people who, I hate to say it, that are so stressed out and yeah. think, like, I can't do this and getting them to the place of, oh my gosh, I don't know what I would do without you. How did I run this business before? That's really satisfying. I also love, since they're in the therapeutic space, part of my job for a lot of them is being the first point of contact for their mm -hmm. clients. Yeah. So I get to talk to these families who are in this place of usually distress because yeah. I work with speech therapists and educational therapists that, you know, families in crisis. Mm -hmm. And I get to talk to them and say, First, I've been there, done that, because yeah. I have a 20-year-old son who's had a journey of his own educationally, and then I get to really come up with a solution for them. Yeah. You know, so through working for these other businesses, I get to kind of talk to and meet all these amazing people. Yeah. And what's the thing that is the most difficult and or surprising in your OBM journey? Well, it wasn't surprising because I've done it before. I had a business years ago when I lived in New York, but it can be very lonely. You mm -hmm. know, it can, it can be yeah. the, I work from home. I love it. You know, it's fantastic. I live in Los Angeles. I don't have to get on the freeway and drive to and from work every day, but sometimes it can be, boy, I wish I had somebody to bounce this off of. Mm -hmm. or, so, and I've heard you give this great advice is, you know, find your community, find your biz bestie, find people that will support you. Yeah. 
that's been the biggest challenge and giving yourself time to do that. Yeah. And it's just like any other relationships, you know, like you don't meet somebody at work or, you know, in a restaurant and all of a sudden become best friends with them. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So it's the same thing online, but that it's so important. It's so important to build your network, not just for the referral partnership piece, but just for the community piece. Absolutely. And just to remind yourself, you're not alone. And if you have those rough days where you're having imposter syndrome and think that you can't do it, there's other people out there to support you. Yes. So I make sure to seek that out. Totally. That's great. So in terms of if somebody's listening right now and they, number one, either realize that, oh, I'm actually working as an OBM inside somebody's business, (laughs) (laughs) or they've been thinking for a while about transitioning from a VA to an OBM, what's one thing they can do this week to kind of bridge the gap and start them on that journey? One of the first things they can do is kind of like what you said before about sitting down and and writing things out. Mm -hmm. You know, make a list. And that's what I did. I sat down and made a list of what are all these things I'm doing for my clients currently. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you don't realize that you're so busy doing all the things. Right. So make a list of here's what I do. And then right next to that, maybe there are things that you also can do that you aren't even doing for your current clients yet. Oh, none of them know I'm an expert at A, B, or C. And write it down. And that will give you clarity as to whether you're a VA, which is fine, mm-hmm. or you offer some higher level skills, more management skills like an OBM. Yeah. Um, and then if you see that and the light bulb goes off, I'm a firm believer in jump and the net will appear. You know, mm-hmm. I just yeah. say, go for it. That's yeah. kind of what I did. Like, well, I'm not sure this will work, but I'm going to go for it. Yeah. I'm going to go beyond the fear and go for it. And I know that's hard, but it's worth yeah, it. Yeah, it's totally worth it. I had that experience with one of my clients where I started off as her VA and then I saw more opportunities and did speak up about, you know, what I saw and what I could help her with and everything. And she kept saying yes to things. And then I realized, oh, I'm managing, you know, meetings and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm doing all of these other integrative things for her. And so finally I just had a conversation with her and I took a, I think it was a $1,200 a month contract all the way to a $2,800 contract because I was able to list out like, this is what was originally in our scope of work. This is what I'm actually doing. And this is what I can help you with, you know, in the future. And she really respected that. Um, and it just was a matter of me speaking up and saying, and, and valuing myself, you know, and realizing it. Exactly. And people understand that. Then. Yeah. You know, they don't have, they're busy too. They don't have the time to stop and think, oh yeah, Tasha's doing all these things for me. Yeah. But if you lay it out clearly and in a professional and also warm way like right. you do, odds are you're going to be successful. So that's fantastic then going up to a 2800. I know. It was yeah. super nice. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I went to Athleta and had a little splurge after that. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so lastly, where can our audience find you? You can find me at my website, thehavenobm.com. I'm also on Instagram and Facebook, the usual suspects. (laughs) Um, And I would love to connect if anybody has any questions about being a VA and maybe making that transition. I'm, I'm happy to talk. Perfect. Thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. This has been fantastic. You're in my tribe. You're, that's what I was talking about of, you know, reaching out to people and <laughs> feeling connected. So I was so glad I could do this. That's it for this week's episode. Make sure you head on over to thelaunchguild.com forward slash podcast to read the show notes and grab your free download so that you can start implementing what you've learned right away. 
If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend, leave a comment, and subscribe. Remember to keep smashing your goals and pushing forward. You've got this.